episode 134 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john are you still there <laughs> i got to speak this time <laughs> oh my gosh so, numerous technical problems abound but we'll um uh, we'll make it there one way or another i'm sure eventually so, hopefully maybe uh, so other than that how's it going <laughs> yeah all right i guess yeah pretty you have to play some magic. You have to play yes. magic with you in the room today. That was pretty good. We didn't face each other, which is a rarity. Yeah, usually I feel like we do, which is really funny. But yeah. oh well, it's all right. Not gonna but, lie, I was curious how our matchup would be. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm uh, if I get off to a fast start, I think I'm okay. But I really got to get under you, and things have to work right. Yeah, the thing is, like, I can counter your fast start with something like Supreme Verdict. Yeah. Like, I think your best card against me is probably Walking Ballista. Yep. And post-board, your best card against me is Hangerback Walker. Yeah. So Against against you, that card is good, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, that deck can do some just stupid things every once in a while. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There were a couple of games where I played... Uh, I think I played a hangerback walker for one. It entered as if I think with four on it. Seems solid. And then cranked it. Event or then like the next turn like cranked it. It was like, yeah, that's that's it right there. Like we're just we're just done with this game. <laughs> like Oh my gosh. So I actually have a question. Sure. Do you think that deck could use something like um, Evolutionary Leap in the sideboard? For what? Oh, like, it's kind of useful if you're playing something like Hangerback Walker, because then you have a sack outlet to get rid of the Hangerback Walker to make all the thopters. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I've seen lists that play, like, one or two in the sideboard. But those lists are also main decking Hangerback Walker. Yeah, because I, don't I know feel if I'm in on that. Yeah, I feel like if you don't have the Walker, it's not as good. Maybe I don't know. Like I feel like I could just abyss them with Hangerback Walkers too. So true. Like I don't know. I was just thinking in regards to your matchup against Field of the Dead. Yeah, it would have been good there, but like I don't know, I messed up really bad anyways. So. I think there are other options to deal with it too, though, so. Yeah, maybe. Like, get them dead is a good one. Yeah. That deck <laughs> is definitely slow. And yeah, you and can... if you just dump stuff out, like, there's just some stupid turns I had, you know, but. Maybe you just need to be a bit more aggro or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously, we're, we're like, we're kind of playing a mid-rangey version of the, of the snack deck, so the best version of the snack deck. Good I, news is I own four Verulean Plague, so maybe we can oh, slip some sweet. of those in the sideboard. That'd be, yeah. I'd be okay with that. It would be literally only for one deck, though, and I don't know if that's good enough. Eh, probably. It's a terrible matchup. Is it, though? Eh, it's not good. I don't know. Like, So he, here's kind of what I was wondering. Does he really have an out to you just making a really freaking large walking ballista and no. just pumping it every turn not really until right. you nug him in the face for a million yeah just the death nug like i gotta get to that point is the thing and yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know it's a weird matchup detention sphere kills it i suppose but i don't know did you see a gate uh his deck was weird. Yeah. It was like a mashup of actual Field of the Dead. Like an actual factual deck. And then some blue-white control cards? Yeah, it was kind of weird. But... but like, not the actual true controly cards? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I all, I know is, all I know is I watched your game too, and I felt miserable watching it. <laughs> The funny thing is, my um, you know, after like his third goddamn counterspell, I legit didn't feel like I could lose. I suppose, yeah. Because he kept drawing control elements, and I know I can win a control mirror. Yeah. Like, if he's not drawing Field of the Dead elements, 
Like, because that's the only thing his deck does that I'm scared of, is I cannot interact with the Field of the Dead. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I think he needed to focus his game plan better. Because, like, when he boarded in, like, a bunch of Dobin's vetoes, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's... I am fine with you countering my spells. I'm going to beat you with this Lyra Dawnbringer. Speaking of which, I need to put at least one more Lyra Dawnbringer in my sideboard. Why? Because she's a really good card to port in against a lot of decks. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think I'm, uh, me and um, uh, uh, Christoph had finished our game, mm-hmm. and we looked over at your game three and just saw, like, almost nothing on the board except a Lyra on your side, and we're just like, yep. Yeah, that, that's happening. Like, we just knew it was like that was basically the game for you. Yeah, I, everything I was doing was about protecting Lyra. Yeah. I had like two absorbs and three Dobin's vetoes in my hand, and all of them had the sole purpose of making sure she didn't like nothing interacted with her. Yeah, you're just like she is gonna smack you in the mouth four times, and you're gonna die, and that's what will happen. Yeah, <laughs> felt, uh, felt all right. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, it was it was good to play magic again, but I'm glad you got to play magic again. Yeah, well, paper magic, I guess. I'll yeah, say. I've been playing a lot of arena, but going one and two is kind of like eh, whatever. But like, I, I, was still actually, had, I still had a good time. I was actually going to ask that because I didn't know. I I fe- I figured you went one and two because I was pretty sure you lost to Kristoff. Oh yeah, he he beat me pretty bad, and obviously I watched you lose to Field of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am like game one against Kristoff. I could have eked out maybe if things had kind of gone a little better, but I'm uh, it just you know just didn't all click together and stuff, and he got me. Right. So, but yeah, and then game two, he he really beat me. <laughs> just hit the stuff. Yeah, he just knew what he was doing. So yeah, what what he that deck is very much a him style of deck. Mm-hmm. And when it's humming, it's really, really annoying to try and play against. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my god. It's just like the wish package plus uh, um, that, that wilderness reclamation is just like mildly insanity inducing. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying and everything. It's just like, oh my god. Like either one by themselves is kind of like sure whatever it's not that big of a yeah. deal but when like when he gets to actually wish and then untap and then has like a secure the waste it's like god damn it yeah god damn it although I do stick with my statement of if he did not have approach of the second sun I don't think I could lose because his enough. deck is so weak to Jace Architect of Thought it's ridiculous oh yeah I remember you were talking about one of your games you played that and he's just like. Like yeah, that was really annoying. Like yeah, it's just like every creature in his deck is an is a one X. Yeah. Like so, it's like yeah, you can never kill me. Yeah, it's like get your beatdowns going, I guess. So, but so I don't know. Good times playing some magic. I it's funny because it. I'm like playing like a re- like a mid range deck and stuff on him, uh, like in Paper Pioneer. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, and then like in standard, I'm just playing like murder kill all day and just love it like <laughs> i mean to, that is tech uh no that's a control deck that's oh not, that's what not murder kill range. yeah M- murder kill is a control deck like that deck wins so slow it's absurd it's just a weird kind of control deck yeah you're you're very much about board control you know yeah it's it, it's funny like what that deck can do when it actually is working but i had them uh, i played a bunch of matches and had um had a couple opponents um like just concede to Akaya, which was just hilarious. Like it was literally like the card that just shut him down and I don't know. That card is so underrated. <laughs> Not that it's super good, it's just like I don't know. I just think it's way better than it sometimes get credit for. Well she seems like she'd be relatively okay in the format, but not like super amazing. No. Like her I mean, Exactly. Mo- like she's totally solid is what it is, or totally fine. Yeah, like her minus doesn't do doesn't kill that much that matters. It can hit stuff that met like there's some decks that I have a lot of trouble against right now with that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, when she's good, she's insane. It's really funny. Um, like I've, I for some reason the decks that have been beating me are the cat oven decks, <laughs> and then um uh, any other control deck. But I'm not surprised that deck beats you because that deck is all about the grind. Yeah, like 
<laughs> trying to beat actual cat plus oven with murder kill seems like it would be the most miserable experience ever. Man, so I had a play that I was like, I'm not sure if it was actually good, but um, it felt super big brain play to me. Um, I lost the game regardless because I suck really bad. Um, actually, I just got smoked. Um, but so I was playing against the cat deck and they had a, um, uh, or I had a, my uh, ethereal absolution in play. All right. um, <laughs> not as good against them as you think it would be um, when you're tapped out and can't do anything. Um, and they have a bunch of um, uh, whatever they're called to get your, their cats back. Or did I have the ethereal absolution? I'm trying to remember now because I had no way to interact with their graveyard at the time. You could, well, because if you have ethereal absolution, wouldn't it just kill the cat on the spot? It does, but um, uh, they can keep bringing it back and draining me. All right. So as long as they and, have like a stockpile of food, it's okay. And they did, yeah. So um, uh, uh, but what I, so I, I, you know, and if I try to target the cat with Ethereal Absolution, they just bring it back. Yep. And I'm kind of screwed. And they they produced a ton of foods because um, uh, they had a Liliana in play. <laughs> so um. Uh, during my main phase, I go and despark the Liliana, and in response, they activate all their cats and bring them back, just to drain me and draw draw cards and stuff like that. Yeah. And then after that, I cast them, uh, uh, just like into an open board, just cast uh, Cry of the Canarium and exiled other cats. <laughs> yeah, that seems all right. It locked. Yeah, it, it shut them down for a little bit until they played a Liliana, another Liliana, the next turn. <laughs> so I wasn't getting out of that one alive, but. Liliana is a powerful magic guard. Yeah, I feel I, I feel like I was like, oh sweet, I kind of like got something out of this, like being able to sneak that, and it kind of justified my cry of the canarium. Like, but I don't know, like that deck, and then uh, there's another deck I had trouble with. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I don't know. They annoy me. <laughs> I don't think what other decks are really like doing anything. How good are you against like the the jet, the fires decks? Uh, that one, that's the one, that one smoked me super bad. Because what do I do? Get like, outvalued. Yeah, I, I mean, I can interact with the Fires of Event. like, I can just, I could destroy it, but... Yeah, you can actually interact with that specific card, but... But yeah, otherwise they're like, burn your face, burn your face, burn your face, burn your face, and I'm like, crap, like, <laughs> I can't do anything, you know, I'm not exiling anything out of their graveyard to gain life, I'm not, like... You know, that was the thing about, you know, the previous standard with the mono red decks is that they were all creature based mostly. Yes. Yeah, so after you, as you kill it, you're at least getting life back and all that kind of yeah, fun stuff. Like I could just keep killing stuff and it was just like whatever. It's like they play a creature and it's like, okay, kill it, okay, kill it, okay, kill it. Play it through your absolution, you can't play another creature the rest of the game. Like, you know, beat you to death with a two two. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So Good times had by all, but I know that this. I'm I'm gonna continue down this little oh. tangent just because I feel okay. like it. I feel I've never really been that impressed by the Fires of Invention decks, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's because the people I played against like haven't played them well. Like I've almost exclusively in person, at least I've exclusively played against the Grixis variants. Okay. And at least when I was playing something like the uh, um, the dance stacks deck, yep. which technically isn't really a stacks deck, the more I think about it, it's, it is just a control deck with a combo finish. Okay. As opposed to the pure black white version, which I think is a true stacks variant. Okay. Um, sorry, I know it's a tangent from my tangent. Yeah, Virginia's just gonna get all the tan. All right. But like it's. I understand why what they're doing is powerful, but at the same time, it's just kind of like you're casting one reasonably powerful spell a turn, mm -hmm. and I don't really understand why that's not deal-withable, as it were. Yeah. Like, the best thing they have is wish for a card and then cast that card. But that's not that much different than them just, like, having that powerful card in their hand and casting it for X mana or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's weird. See, I played it against a different variation of it, I think. Then I played against a mono-red one. A mono-red Fires deck? Fires of Invention, right? You play, really? You play yeah. two cards for free. Or, yeah. or no, oh, no, I'm thinking of Iron Craig Pete. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. 
I'll say because yeah. there is. Uh, yeah. I know there's also a Jess guy fires of invention yeah. deck. Yeah, uh, which... like the deck I played was just like a mono red deck that just like ramped things and burned me. Like... Yeah. <laughs> there's actually a pretty sweet Jess guy variant where it runs uh, Cavalier of Flame and Cavalier of Gales. Oh, but yeah, that's because... familiar. Yeah, and those ones I think are actually sweet because yeah. they're taking advantage of how much excess mana you have to mm-hmm. break parity with the whole I'm only casting one spell or two spells a turn thing. Like, yeah. you're basically casting your spells and you're taking advantage of the mana, which I think is super, super powerful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to do that almost. <coughs> casting the spells, it's like just get the mana almost. I think that's why I'm un- like I've been unimpressed with the. Um, Grix's variants is they don't do anything with the mana. They just like wish for a nickel bolus and cast a nickel bolus. And it's just like, all right, you could have just cast that anyways. Like, yeah. you're not doing anything special. As to where, when you're like, you know, cast Cavalier of Gales, cast Cavalier of Flame, you know, give, give both of them plus four, plus four and haste and just crash into your face for 18. Yeah, like, that like is that's, actually something powerful. Yeah, that's something happening there. Like, you know, I feel like you have to be using that, otherwise, it's just kind of dumb. But I should build that deck. That deck's sweet. Sure. Okay. Now that now that's actually okay-ish. I'll just keep playing Murder Kill and tweaking that slightly over and over again. But also, sorry, continuing on my tangent because yes. I actually had two <laughs> two decks I want a tangent about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eighteen minutes in, only banter. Yep. <laughs> um. I have never been, like, outside of, like, a crazy nut draw, I've never been horribly impressed by the Cavalcade decks. Really? Yeah. Like, for playing against them, at least. Oh, okay. Like, playing... I feel as... When I was playing the Dance deck, I feel like, Mm -hmm. like, if any deck is going to be weak to Cavalcade, it's going to be that one. Yep. <laughs> I love seeing the cavalcade deck because I'm like, sweet, let's do this. If I have a any remotely decent <laughs> hand, it's just like you're dead. <laughs> yeah, like, but so I playing the dance deck. I'm kind of like, well, I'm you know at a severe disadvantage, but you know I, you know, obviously small sample size. I won the one matchup I played against cavalcade with dance. Yeah, but then I played against like cavalcade with the mono black deck and it was kind of the same thing where it's like i feel like i should be at a disadvantage but at the same time i never really felt like i was at like a horrible position where i couldn't win yeah like that could be because i was playing like relatively intelligently like i didn't attack with rankle so i could have a blocker for a chandra's phoenix or whatever it's called yeah and, like, maybe it's just that. And, like, I did get lucky and you know, like, every game I saw at least one Rotting Regisaur, which is stone unbeatable for that deck. Pretty much. I mean, nothing is stone unbeatable for that deck if, like, because it, it literally can just be, like, you die. Yeah. Sorry. Out of nowhere. Stone but... unbeatable in the sense of, like, yeah. it's going to abyss them every turn or kill them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that deck... It's one of those decks that doesn't feel like it has a lot of play because it's like you should basically just be turning your creatures sideways every turn. Mm-hmm. Like even you know if you have a cavalcade, they should like you should just be attacking into four fours like with your one ones most of the time. Like it's just weird <coughs> how the how the deck kind of works sometimes depending on how the math plays out. But like it's one of those decks that super rewards you for making risky decisions, and that's what's cool about it. Like. Sometimes you're just like you have to know when to hold back and when to go and everything like that, like that a lot. And each of those decisions that you make has a lot of risk inherent in it. And determining which one has the highest upside and taking that risk is like that's what feels good about those decks. Like there's so many times you won game, like I win games with those decks where it's like you you set yourself up and you get yourself in the right spot and you draw the card you need and you just kill them. Like and that's kind of what you have to do with it. I feel like it's not. You know, it's not one of those decks that has a lot of playback and forth. It's like there's luck. There's a lot of luck involved, but it's like it's it's a risk taking deck. It feels like a very red deck, and that's awesome. I mean, that's that's also the big difference that people always say between like a good aggro player and a bad aggro player, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> if you know what you're doing, you can leverage the right things. Yeah, so. I mean, 
it's still you have to get lucky a lot of times too because you're what you're doing is you're you know you're maneuvering yourself into a spot where you know i have x amount of this type of card in my deck and if i draw one of them i win and sometimes it's like oh you top deck the one you you, you know you top deck the lightning helix or you top deck the land and lost like it's just you know that's just how it works and I mean that's just that's truly par for the course for playing a red deck also, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is sweet. There are very there are very few true runaway I had no way of ever losing this game games with a red deck. Yeah. Like that's just not that, how red works. True. No. But and I think that's what's so fun about it, because I played the uh, I have that goblin cavalcade deck I made in Historic that's not very good, but is really fun to play sometimes because it's just like yeah, I don't know. It's just you, it, it can feel really good. You did take that deck differently than I probably would have. Oh, I yeah, probably. You're, you're very aggro, oh, and I would yeah. I would have been very. Uh, I would have tried more for the mid range aspect of it, but I looked at it and stuff. And actually, most of the lists I looked up were mid range. I'm not surprised. But I'm like, nah, nah. We're just gonna do this. Like, like mid mid range is the most you know, quotations broken legacy style, right? Like that yeah. is that is how that deck plays out. Yeah, and that's what the the like the other versions I saw were like running um uh, trash master and crater maker and you know like good goblin cards instead of a bunch of garbage and cavalcade. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and I was like I'll, I'll be honest, I was intentionally taking it a different direction because I knew I could make what I had make make it with the cards I had without having to do any work. Which is perfectly acceptable. Yep. And I still got to cast Goblin Ringleader and draw like three cards off of it all the time. And that feels freaking phenomenal. <laughs> but uh... Honestly, the only real thing that I disagree with is the fact that you're not playing more Warchiefs and Krenkos. Because those I... seem like a really nice combination of cards. Yeah, I need... I, I want to get some more in there, but like... I had one like one game where I obvious like I beat my opponent when you hear what I did, but it's like I think I like uh matron into um uh war leader or war chief or whatever. Yep. Uh and then the next turn it was a siege gang commander attack you, cavalcade, you die. Like <laughs> it was just you know, just this insane mess of stuff, but seems okay. Yeah. I like Siege Gang as the one of in the deck just because it's kind of one of those cards that just pops up and just blows things to hell. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a one of in the Legacy build, so of yeah. course you play it as one of in that build, right? I don't, yeah, exactly. When you need right. it, you shoot her for it. Exactly, <laughs> that's what they do. It's like, oh, we'll just play Matron and grab it. Call it a day. But, yeah. So. I suppose the one thing is the more War Chiefs you play, the worse Cavalcade is because it, is in an, it itself is a. 2-2. Two, two. Yes, and that's the weird thing, is is that like Ringleader is good because it draws you cards. But it's a 2-2, two, two. Like two, two, which just sucks. Like, Matron's better than it in a weird way, in, in like a weird way, because you get to draw a card and have a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, because your whole goal is to trigger Cavalcade in your builds. Yeah. yeah, and like, you know, most of the deck is like, just garbage 1-1 one, one goblins, but um... Yeah, so it's it, it's really funny. I don't know. I like the deck because it's it, it's obviously not very good. It's not a deck that is belongs anywhere near the format, actually. But it's just fun to just put the pedal to the metal and just go for it. Well, let's be honest though. Is like, is there anything in that format that's just straight up like, you know, the best thing to be doing? Because it seems like a, not a lot of people really care that much question mark yeah people don't really care about the format you know like, i've seen people posting like deck lists of like oh this is what i've been playing in historic and yada 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 mm -hmm. but at the same time like i look at those deck lists and like cool and then move on like yeah i have a lot a lot a lot a lot of saved pictures of deck lists and phone screenshots of deck lists and like deck list related things saved yep. on my phone for a lot of different formats of magic, yep. I have zero, zero for historic. historic. Right? Yeah, like it's it's an ignored format and everything. Like it's it's weird. I don't know, but like, like and Pioneer took up a lot of its space now. 
I think that that's, people cared about. I think that's it for me. Is like Pioneer is actually everything I want because it has Kaladesh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have that in Historic. Like, like sure mm-hmm. they added like their fun little cards, you know, like Mindstone yeah. and all that, which are cool like, cards. But it's like cool, whatever I guess. But I don't know. It's kind of dumb in some way. Like it's fun to play at every. Like, I, like I, I hopped in and played the event. But, like, I don't think I'm going to play it much more than that. And that's kind of the reason I built the Cavalcade deck is because I'm like, well, the games are going to be over fast. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you didn't really... You're not going to be grinding it, you know. Like, all the people I saw who are like, oh, I finally made Mythic this season in, you know, playing Historic. And I'm just like, cool? Cool, okay. Like, I already don't care that much about, like, trophies and, like, rank and shit. Like, I am absolutely certain if I had the motivation and the desire, I could get Mythic on Arena. Okay. But I just don't play enough, as it yeah. were, right? Like, so like, I just I f- want to play best of one is my thing, and just yeah, you don't not want play ranked. I just want to play stupid people and murder kill them to death. But as to where like you know, be- getting like mythic and historic seems like it would be actually easier because who's really playing historic competitively? Yeah. Like yeah. most people are probably still you know playing their previous standard deck. I ran into a couple heroic decks and I was pretty happy. Honestly, surprised you didn't just run that back. I I probably will put it together again, but I just, it's just I know I had I was just gonna try this because I wanted to try the new cards or one of the new cards. But... Wait, were they did they add a new goblin? Uh, Matron. What am I thinking? Oh, she was just printed in. Uh... Yeah, she was printed in Modern Horizons, that's why. Yep. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, she was reprinted recently, wasn't she already yep. thinking? Yeah. It was in Horizons. Yeah, Ringleader was the one in 20. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. So that's what it was all there. So that's why I kind of threw it together and stuff like that. Because I picked up a bunch of those cards just with some extra wild. Like the commons on common ones, because I had a bunch of extra wild cards. And I'm just like, I'm going to throw these away because I don't care. But, so Were you, compl- like, you had no desire whatsoever to drop the 20 bucks and get a play set of each of them were you oh god no didn't think so <laughs> there's no way i i have spent five dollars on arena so actually no i've spent what it, i've spent five dollars on um the welcome bundle and then i bought those uh luna the princess luna sleeves from um uh for, for the thing and i'm so happy i got them funny enough i played against somebody who had the nightmare moon sleeves and it made me happy <laughs> Because they had them, or because you were playing, like, you had, you were basically the mirror image sleeves. Yeah, exactly, other. that's what it was, yeah. but I think I lost. <laughs> well, but. clearly Nightmare Moon's more powerful. I think they, I'm trying to remember if that was the mill deck that I just, like, I saw a Secret Keeper and just conceded with my Murder Kill deck, because I'm like, it's just not even worth it for me, there's no way I can beat this deck. Can't beat it ever. <laughs> nope. It's just stone unbeatable for me, pretty much. But... So. All right, we had a topic or something today, didn't we? Uh, we did. Okay. Now that we are a half hour into the episode. Half hour? Uh, pretty close. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know how much we had to say about this anyway, so we can talk. That's fine. <laughs> but do you want to introduce for us, or do you want me to do? Sure, I okay. guess. I'm not going to lie, I'm not 100% sure exactly what the topic is at this point. Neither am I, but you brought it up. (laughs) Basically, it was, we just, the whole thing, the annoying thing is like we made these plans like an hour ago, and then the guy that made it decided to be miserable. Yeah. Uh, We're going to do attempt to talk about Tilt. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if we can really say how to deal with it, because does anyone really know how to deal with it? I definitely can't. I but... have something to say, but, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I'm pretty sure, like, in in one, like, a small topic round for something, I asked you about this, and you ju- were just basically like, I'm amazing, stop talking to me. So, well, that a slight w- paraphrase. Slight paraphrase. <laughs> so, we basically... One thing that we established when we were discussing this... Is there's two different categories for this, right? Yeah. There's tilting, and then there's a slump. Yeah, like a, yeah, that's what we used to describe it. But basically, like, there's the short term, like, and this is you, man. Like, 
is that, in a nutshell. <laughs> like, I am pissed off about what happened in my match right here. Uh-huh. And I need to go outside and shout obscenities yeah. or whatever you do. Punch but a brick wall or something. Punch a brick wall or something like that. And then there's, like, long-term tilt, which is what I get. <laughs> which is, like, everything's kind of, like, fine and dandy or, like, you know, it's it's wavering a little bit or something like that. And then you hit a point where it's just, like, you, like, you could play against an opponent with nothing but basic lands in their deck and you would lose and you and it just doesn't make any sense like that's just what it feels like all the time and i have ran into that so many times like a number of times and it's just uh, so like those are the two kind of things that we've been that we hit on and stuff like that it's funny that we're both opposites on that it is actually now that i think about it because you you never really i'm not gonna say you never I have I, I, seen yeah. you get annoyed at single matches, but I think that's because your opponent was pissing you off. Usually that's the case. Um, like I don't really tilt out at single matches and stuff like that. Like I'll get fr- I'll get a little bit frustrated at myself. Mm-hmm. Like um, if you listen to me, like when I stream and stuff like that, I haven't done that in a while. But I'm a, if you listen to me stream or like if you're ever in the room, like watching me, if you're in the room watching me play um, on Arena. Like every once in a while, like I'll play a card and be like, "Oh, I should have done this." I'm ter-, like, and I'll just like start shouting. I'll be like, "I'm terrible at magic. Why the hell would you do that?" Like, <laughs> and then like just kind of move on from it and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like yeah, like when I play paper, I don't really get super tilty for some reason at single matches. Like I've got uh, obviously I have like you know I nobody's perfect. We all have our things and stuff. So it's but it's like you know I can usually kind of contain myself for those things, but. Yeah, as to where, you know, I'm much more of a... I'm a very in-the-moment person, as it were. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe maybe for me that is basically just comes down to, like, you know, my color identity, as it were. Like, yeah, obviously, so. obviously it makes sense that being red, I would be, like, I would get tilted in matches easy, because it is yep. in the moment. But, like... I don't really get affected by like long-term slumps because like the blue in me is like, well, this is just part of magic. Yeah. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. who knows color identity is weird, but yeah, like I, I can see that and everything. And like with mine, it's much more structured and long-term. And so when I see something happening long-term, it, it is more frustrating for me because I understand short-term is temporary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Short- so like, Oh, sorry. I would say short-term is just short-term long term you want to be able to do something about it yeah exactly so like that's those are like yeah kind of like two separate pieces that we or the two kind of areas that we um uh, identify with this and everything so i mean so do you have do you have any advice for dealing with the like you know short-term game tilt uh (laughs) no because I'm bad at it. <laughs> Let's be completely, completely uh, we'll be, we'll be honest. Real. So, I mean, uh, like, so, I mean, I can share my insight on like on why you know ab- well, about everything, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I do have like actual things to say. Renewers like short-term yep. games. So, like, I'm I'm willing to admit I am flawed and I have trouble with it. Yes, and I know exactly what I do when I'm doing when I'm going yep. too far. Which is, I literally think something I want to say, and I'm like, I shouldn't say that. That's a really bad thing to say, and, and I then you... say it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there's literally that part of me, it's like, this shouldn't leave my mouth. And then it left my mouth, I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. It felt good to say that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I really shouldn't have said that. And then, like, two hours later, I'm messaging someone, apologizing to them for being a complete douche nozzle. Yeah, like I, you have literally multiple times done that. Like I've I've been near you, like where you'll be like, you'll have like one of those things where it's like a game or something comes like that. You'll say something shitty as hell or something like that, and then like after like after the game, like you'll literally apologize to the person or whatever. Yeah, in some cases, and like I've literally seen you go apologize to the store owner, like for yep. various things, like like uh. I am perfectly willing to accept my screw-ups, yeah. but by God, is it hard to not do them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if that isn't the most blue-red thing ever to say. Every, everybody's a work in progress, you know. It's, 
Like, <laughs> I mean, that's some of the best. Obviously, you want to you want to stop stuff like that before, you know, it happens or anything. But like, especially because sometimes it happens, man. And honestly, owning up to it is a good thing if you're, you know, if it if it comes out. Well, especially because you know, I've said before, my end goal is to make make the community. Yeah and the store a good place to be and i know that i'm actively deterring from that and i can at least try to make amends yeah and to a degree i almost wonder if like making amends after the fact makes it makes it feel more personable than if i just didn't say it in the first place because like i mean obviously there's like the bad emotional thing of like i was a complete jack yeah. But at the, but you know at least if I'm reaching out to try and make amends mm-hmm. it shows that like I do actually care about what they think as yep. opposed to just ignoring them and going about my business. Mm-hmm. This obviously this is no excuse at all for anything I've ever said. Like yeah. If I apologize for something I truly truly felt bad for doing it. Yeah. You're, you're not an idle apologizer by any means. No. Like you If yeah, I think you... I'm right I will not apologize. Oh yeah, and we, we, I've seen some of those situations and stuff where it's like, you know, it's yeah, and it's it's kind of funny. Like, but, if I if I one hundred percent of the pain, like I was not in the wrong, I will not apologize. I yeah, will have, I, know. I won't even think about apologizing because t- there's, I don't believe in fake apologies. Oh yeah, definitely. I know, I know you're like that. So, but like, so. My my little pieces for like for the the short term tilts and stuff like that is um uh, you know one of the biggest things and I think we I don't know if we've talked about this before but is this is just general life advice here is uh like be honest with yourself and know who you are and what where your line is and recognize when you're getting to that line like this is something that you've gotten better at too like understanding it's like to, to I mean better i said i didn't yeah. say perfect um, <laughs> but like understanding that it's like you know when you're getting ramped up and you know not to sit around after a game if you're pissed off and stuff like that and you know what things will like will you know trigger you for lack of a better word and everything to like be the bitch you can be um so like you know part of the thing that you do then is you know you know to remove yourself from a situation if you have to, or, you know, get the game over, get the game over and go outside and shout things or whatever. And, you know, so it, it, I think that's a big thing is just understanding who, who you are as a person and how you, how these things affect you. Cause like, I think I am naturally a person that doesn't get worked up over stuff like that. Yep. But if you are somebody like that, then I think understanding, you know, what are the things that get you to that point and how you feel like you're, you know, when things are escalating, like that's, you know, for me, that's something that I I know too, is that, uh, you know, I can feel when something is escalating or whatever, or what things set me off and things like that. And just under like, you know, understanding is the first step towards correcting. Um, And, you know, this, this is something that you can do, but when you, when you're able to, if you can redirect your, your thoughts and energy, redirect them to something that is controllable. Like, and that can be really tough in a game of magic when it feels like all you're doing is drawing lands. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes the controllable things just say, oh, yep, that's the game and scoop up. Like, you know, or, you know, ask you at, like, you know, focus on what you can do, which is kindly asking your opponent to play faster or, you know, focus on the actions you take in the game instead of focusing on the behavior or situation that is making you frustrated because of variance. You know, so you this actually, is way harder, harder done than it yeah. is. Like you actually touched on a really interesting thing that I don't think actually gets brought up enough when people talk about stuff like this. Hmm. You are completely in control of your ability to pick up your cards and say the game is over. Yep. Like, yeah, it goes so much against what like the magic, you know, the online magic culture is where like wins matter and losses matter and like, you know, yep. play out every game to its final conclusion. Mm-hmm. And, yada, and I yada, don't yada. disagree. I don't disagree with that stuff 
by any means either. Like no, like you still play yeah. Magic to win. Oh yeah. Well, or you you play Magic without the you play Magic not intending to lose is probably a better way of putting it. Yes. Like we'll you are that. you are not a full spike. I'm not a spike, but I'm not trying. Like I'm trying to win my games that I'm playing. Like yeah. You know, I don't start up a game and like, you know, I'm not giving somebody a pat on the back most of the time if it's like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, depending on the situation, it's like, I'm there to, I'm going to try to beat you and I'm going to beat you in the way that I need to. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, but a lot of people don't really like think about the whole, you can just basically concede the game or the match and like, if, if you think you are going too far. Or, like, you think you're getting to that, you know, dark place, as it were. You can just be like, yeah, I'm done, and just leave. Yep. And, now, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm kind of surprised that no one's ever just, like, given that option. Like, not even, like, take a break from Magic. Just yeah. take a break from that specific match. Yeah, that that instance and stuff. And, he, and, and when you see it going like that, like, honestly, what, like... Arena has been the best thing for this because one, the cost of leaving is so low, literally non-existent. Ba- basically, <laughs> it costs me some time. Yep. Um, and like you know, on Arena in particular, it's like you you end up in a match. Like I've literally had games where it's like I probably could really really grind on this match and maybe get somewhere. More than likely, I'm going to lose. But like honestly, this is just no fun and miserable. And I feel myself getting like getting upset to some degree. Hit the concede button. Mm-hmm. like it's not engaging for me it, it it is actively taking away my happiness and like and that's what this all is is like it's you know you're it's a time to happiness conversion you know as as is said by some people like so like if if this experience of being here is making you miserable it's just sunk cost like it's better for you to get up and leave and be happier even if it is only slightly like or just less unhappy, like then sit at that place and make yourself miserable and other people miserable. If that's what if if you're somebody like you who can lash out, <laughs> yeah. But along something actually that like the, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about it. I think part of the reason why I do lash out at it, where as it were, is I actually feel comfortable at Dungeons End. Fair enough. And I think that's weird. Okay. That, like, well, I obviously it's not weird. Like, you're more willing to be yourself if you feel comfortable somewhere. Yep. But obviously, like, part of myself is, you know, I have a temper. Yeah. So, like, it's actually detrimental, which is really, really, like, a- annoying, <laughs> as it were. Because if you think yep. about it, like, think back to Grand Prix Minneapolis. Yep. In a, Oh, yeah. Yeah, douche canoe. The fact that I was... I just shut myself off in yep. that game because I I legitimately felt like he was trying to annoy me. Oh, I'm sure he was. As I said, I literally had not spoken to you, did not know anything about your opponent, approached the table and watched like 30 seconds of the match and was like, wow, this guy's a dick. Like yeah. <laughs> in my own head without talking to you. Like, <laughs> But like I was just able to like shut myself out and just like yeah. nothing he did mattered. Mm-hmm. Until everything was all said and done, and he finally went on his way, and I'm like, "Wow, that guy was a dick." Yeah, <laughs> like, right. And he like, was a I huge dick. Like that is a situation where it would be super easy for me to just like snap on him. Oh yeah, but then I get a unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike conduct, probably yeah. major because let's be real, this is me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't <laughs> have fast. I've had I've had you trip balls on me and scream at me. So yeah, I don't I don't half ass anything. <laughs> especially my anger. <laughs> uh, yep. But it's like the fact that I was able to shut myself down in that, but I can't at Dungeon's End is kind of like annoying because I care much less what that guy thinks about me than what people at Dungeon's End think about me. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's stakes at, you know, yeah. as weird as this sounds, you know, compared to the GP, there's stakes at the local store. There are. Like, as weird as that, like, you know, people would think it's the other way around and stuff like that. The GP, you, you know, you literally, it's like you're kind of just another face in the in the crowd and everything and stuff like that. You know, like, even even if you're were a giant dick and, you know, gotten unsportsmanlike or whatever and were, you know, thrown out on the street, like, it's, like, it's just a place. But, like, 
your game store is the place that you're trying to like really like those are the people you see more frequently that's the place you're you're really doing your work so mm-hmm. like it's yeah i get it man like you know yeah I, I think a lot of people don't fully understand like my actual end goal at Dungeon's End is like not to win games. Yeah. It's to make that place a community. Mm-hmm. Cuz games will be forgotten about. Yep. Communities can last. Yep. And I already got my name on the goddamn wall, so, so people will remember done... my name for a while. Check check that box off. Yeah. <laughs> we've but... we've established my name will be passed down in history. Now let's create a legacy. Yep. Because so. I am self-centered. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, um, as far as the like, you know, the the slumps go, <laughs> this is me. Like, man, uh, I I, know, I remember talking to you about a couple of these, and I I feel like you just, I I honestly feel like you didn't get it, like. <laughs> It, it, when I talked about it to you one time, uh-huh. I really didn't, and I, I don't yeah. think it was because of a lack of empathy. Yeah, it's just not how my mind works. Which, a lot of people, I, I actually surprised yeah. my girlfriend today when I was like, I was talking to her about anime, and I'm just like, yep. yeah, Fletcher yep. just doesn't like anime, and she knows I like anime, so I gotta watch. She's like. That's really weird. I would have thought he'd like him. Like, why? She's like, because you really like him. I'm like, yeah. Me and yeah, Fletcher we're, are way more different. We're very different. Like, we are we are very different people. Yeah. But we have like a bond yep. that just works because the things of us that are the same yeah. are very very similar. Like, mm-hmm. we both understand each other, and we're and we're both okay. Here's the big thing: we're both okay with each other's differences. <laughs> like, we are. Weeks. There's nothing about you that's like, man, he like is a horrible. Well, that's not true. Yeah, there's nothing there about go. you that I'm, makes I'm me not want to talk to you. Yeah, that. You understand the parts of me that are horrible. I usually tell tell you about them. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, I thought this you the do. other day, and you're like, okay, <laughs> but I, episode no. <laughs> negative one. <laughs> I literally had to like talk to you. Like I'm like I'm not even gonna type this in Discord. I had to talk to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh there can God. be no recording instance of this existing. I spoke <laughs> yeah. to you but, in person. So like, but like the, the thing I struggle with compared to you is, is like you go for these long turn like long streaks and stuff like that. And usually it's on arena and stuff like that. I mean I I'm used to sucking, so it makes things a little easier. But like. I feel like it's like, oh, things are kind of going okay-ish. And then, like, you hit this downward, like, dip where it's just, like, you just can't seem to do anything right. And, like, you know, you you get all the wrong matchups, it feels like. And you, and when you do get a good matchup, you, you don't get what you need. And it's just, like, and it keeps going like that. And you're like, well, is it my deck? And, you know, and you start, qu- like, the big thing is, is you start thinking that, like you start questioning what you're doing and everything and stuff like that. And it really starts to wear on you. Like just over time and everything, it's just kind of like, it's almost like a weird weight and stuff that kind of, you know, settles on you in a weird way. But, um, and I've, I've had like, this is, as I said, this is what really hits me hard. Um, but some of the biggest things that like I found that have helped me, um, and you'll you'll probably relate to some of these, um, just because you. I, I usually will ask you for help and stuff like that. Is is what it is. But um, honestly, asking for help is a good way. But uh, kind of the umbrella of all these is uh, focus on actionable things. Like if you're like, you know, getting the bad matchups and stuff like that. I mean, what can you do about that? Like play a different deck <laughs> i mean that doesn't even do it like it, it, you know if, if you're just getting like you know oh only like nobody almost nobody is ever playing this one thing like yeah you can switch decks that could help too that's actionable but like if it's just like variance and you're like oh i'm gonna play 10 games of arena and all 10 of them are a bad matchup for you it's like shit you know yeah 
like so especially maybe the format and that's the this will be another you know piece of it and everything but like sometimes it's just variance but other times it's like you know is it the choices i'm making and stopping and asking and really look and being willing to examine yourself like you know that's one of the things that i constantly want to be doing is is just asking the questions like you know win games lose games like what are the you know and one of the things we always do and stuff like that is like hey how did i sideboard here you know yeah I, literally yeah. The, even something that i've noticed about that that i find interesting is i feel like you can tell the people who there are people who think oddly is probably my best way of putting it where every time i sideboard, mm -hmm. i always sideboard face up yep there are certain people who always sideboard face down. Who de-sideboard face down? I don't know. De-sideboard hmm. face down. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to hide information. Or it's, or it's they think, habit because that's how they typically put things into a deck or something? Or Like, maybe, uh -huh. like, uh, the thing is, like, when you're de especially, I feel like a lot of people do it to hide information. And I think some people do it because they don't want, they don't want to have a potential mistake in sideboarding be seen by other people. Yeah. Well, like, so today I am, uh, you know, I played Kristoff round two, and he yep. just smoked me. Like, yeah. he beat me really bad. Um, and so, like, after the game, I decyber and showed him, I'm like, so this is what I said, and stuff like that. And, like, talking, I'm like, and, like, after, like, I literally decyber, and I was like, yeah, these are the ones I did. And I'm like, I think these two cards were just a mistake straight up. Like, and just, uh -huh. like, admitted it straight up. It's like, I think I, I screwed up sideburning against you. Not that I think it would have won me the game. But like this was just bad, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I think." And we were, and we we spent a good amount of time talking over that sideboard and everything about what, you know, it's like, "Oh, do you think this is good and stuff like that?" And we kind of came down on something, and then asked you, and kind of got a different opinion. So it, it was a really interesting discussion to me, at least. It was a, a kind of a basic sideboarding discussion, but it was a good a good talk about some of that stuff about you know figuring like, you know, what is the deck trying to do? What's you know what areas can I attack on this? And you know. He's actually very, very good at talking about stuff like that. It, it was, yeah, it was a very good conversation. Like I, I was, I was super happy. I got to have that discussion with him because I'm, uh, you know, it was, it, it, it did help me because I realized like it's like yeah I made this mistake here and then he you know and he was like yeah that was you know I don't think that's what you want to be doing you know, but every once in a while me and him will like butt heads because yep. we both have like a very particular view on how something plays out mm -hmm. and it's like very different from each other and neither one of us thinks the other one is even remotely right yep. so <laughs> which is still a good way of learning right because at yep. least like you're talking about well, it well you have to you, don't... you have to defend your your uh, opinions then and everything and, and it, you know even if the other person has completely valid opinions too and they're both correct in some way yeah. you have to you have to understand why you are making those decisions and and explain them to somebody else. And that's one of the best ways to understand what you're doing. Yep. So, but yeah, like just like that stuff, you know, being able to, to look at those pieces and everything. It's like, what am I screwing up? And like, you know, even, uh, I think one of the slumps happened for, for me, uh, is when one of the formats rotated. I think it was before it'll drain. Was it War of the spark? I think it was War of the spark standard. Is it because Murder no, Word of Spark Standard was Kill when was... you were playing. You were playing heroic. I switched though. to heroic. Okay, but I started playing Murder Kill. Yep, and uh, it was like at the end of that format because it was a very control heavy format, not very creature centric, and I was still playing this deck that was just not good in the format. And yep. one of the things it was kind of the come to Jesus moment when I had, had to be like, you know, I was talking to you and stuff like that, and I'm. Uh, yeah, I think it's basically just one of the things you guys it's like maybe you just shouldn't be playing that deck like <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah that's kind of realistic in everything here it's like sometimes you you know it's just looking at that and being like okay maybe I'm just thinking too much with what I want to do instead of what I should do I'm like I can probably find something else that's fun here and I did because I love heroic and that was that deck became something that was worthwhile so but that deck was sweet that deck was sweet as hell I think was good before we got, uh, uh, God's willing. And then we got God's and then willing. We, and then we got God's great. willing. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I love God's willing, but 
Like, I love how we were just dreaming about the card, too. We're like, man, if we got Gosway, this deck would be insane, and then we get it, and the deck's insane. Yeah, because they're like, we put six cards in the format that have protection on yep. them. And I think I said, literally, I'm like, oh, I bet they make it. I wonder if they put God's Willing in. Yeah, they're like, there's going to be a cycle, and there's going to be one common white card. And we're just like, God's Willing was a common white card. It was un- uncommon white card, I think. Uncommon white card. And, and I think we're like, oh, God's Willing was common. We're like, that could be uncommon. We're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was, and we were happy. Cool story, bro. But, <laughs> right? That deck was sweet. Yeah, it was. But I'm, uh, yeah, like, it, just that chunk of time was just really kind of crappy because I just couldn't do anything. So I actually, you know, sometimes if you're having a slump, one of the things to do is just step away. <laughs> like, And that's what I did. I actually just stopped playing standard for a while. Yeah, And it was good. I actually, I played limited and stuff because I, um, uh, I liked the limited formats. Just did stuff like that. Play, I actually played less arena at that time just to take a break. But then I came back to it and it was fine, you know. It's like sometimes you just need to kind of clean that out and everything and, you know, let things, let things happen, you know, let things happen and stuff because um, things will change. But um, I think this is another place, too. It's also knowing yourself. Like, yeah. You know, and, and I think you I think people just need to learn. This is just kind of like one of my big things is that people, I think, need to be honest with who they are um, and, and work on understanding who they are as a person and what you know, what motivates them and, you know, causes them to feel certain things and everything like that as much as, as much as possible. Obviously, you know, people are complex, including how you perceive yourself, but, um, but understanding what, you know, what you actually want from, you know, from this game and everything and what you want from the experiences that you're getting, you know, surrounding the game and everything like, you know, it's if you set goals that are absolutely unrealistic for yourself, you're always going to be disappointed, you know? And if you, if you're a kind of person that needs to do that, you might need to really re-examine what you're doing. Um, I mean, that's why it's like, you know, tonight I went one and two or, you know, one and two, I got, I got spanked pretty hard, but my goal wasn't to go there and crush the event. My goal was to go there and try this format and try this deck and see how, how I kind of feel about everything. And honestly, I just, I had such a good time tonight, even though I got beat. <laughs> it was everything you wanted it to be. It really was, honestly. Like, I, I didn't have a super winning record, but I played a lot of games of Magic um, and, and had a really good time and got to play the deck a lot. Um, my first two rounds finished really fast, so we played a lot of exhibition games, and it was good to just kind of get some reps in and everything. And, yeah, I was super happy with it. Do you learn anything weird about the deck that didn't like click when you first saw the deck list? Um, I, I realized I was screwing up some of the counter stuff, as stupid as that is, but um, I had to, I had to talk through it in the second um, or in my final round. I don't know if you were listening, but no, I wasn't. Uh, I, I'm uh, so I played a que- uh, not a, uh, sorry that Hydra. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Racist Hydra. Yeah, Racist Hydra, and I, I played it, and I'm like, oh crap. There's not a creature I want to ki- I can kill with it, so I'm like, well, I'll just double its counters. So I had um, one scales effect out, so I played it for like x equals one or something like that. So I'm like, okay, play the hydra, put, and I put four counters on it. I'm like, double it, put four counters on my opponent's like, wait, that's not. I'm like, he's like, wait, I don't think that's right, because he was thinking it should be less because it should double the counters and put plus one on there. Yeah, and then I'm like, when, and I'm like, no, wait, uh, no, no, I'm like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, so what it's going to do is when it enters, and I actually called David over and he confirmed and it, you know, went through everything. But I'm like, what it's going to do is when it when it en- it will enter the battlefield with one count or it will enter the battlefield with two counters, one plus the, you know, replacement from Snake. Yeah. Then the trigger will go on the stack, and then it will add two counters, and then I'm like, wait, plus one from the- so it actually gets five counters, like. <laughs> And I'm like, oh crap! I, I'm like, I, I was thinking that wrong because I just kind of shortcut it and flipped the, you know, the die and everything and stuff like that. So like, I, I, I totally forgot how some of that like I was messing some of that stuff up to my detriment. I know, but then shout out to Voracious Hydra for being an actual good Hydra, right? Like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> it's basically the mono green Chupacabra. Yeah, it really is. That card's super annoying. Um, I know there were a few decks I was playing, uh, uh, like just uh, not murder kill decks, 
that that card was just savage. Like, especially in limited too, that card would just be savage. It would just, just smoke me. But yeah. There, I have one last thing I would like to say on this topic, at least. Though. Okay, I I have one more thing I was gonna say too, just really quick. But I'm uh, and this kind of goes along with everything and to put everything together and stuff. And I'm uh, and maybe you can or can't do this, but I think you should be willing to try and learn how to handle it. But I'm uh, you, you need to be learn, you need to learn how to take criticism and advice and, um, and realize that you messed up you know <laughs> like yep. and, and sometimes just accept variance too but like um and, and really look at stuff like it would have been like when you when you're like maybe you shouldn't play that deck it would have been really easy for me to say well screw you john i'm gonna play my deck that i want to play like yeah you know and how many times have i you know or like you know sideboard uh, d sideboard face down and not show those noxious grasps that were terrible in that matchup that i put in you know, or all these mistakes i made like it's like you know, mistakes are the points where you get to learn something. And, you know, luck- luckily, I've got uh, that's something that um, I've learned and been able to, to take away and everything. And, you know, um, not everybody would be able to hang out with you and have you nitpick their plays and stuff like that and tell you why they're wrong. Um, and I'm kind of happy I have that. So because <laughs> you don't, pu- you, don't pull any, you don't pull any punches <laughs> yeah. when you're telling me stuff. The number of times I've hovered over your shoulder and just like, especially like when you were streaming and stuff yep. and just basically telling you everything you were doing right and wrong. Like that, everything we've been through, that was the true test of our friendship. Oh, it was so, so and I was you, happy about it. You didn't it. get sick of my bullshit. I liked it because it's like, I learned <laughs> so much. I got, I got, those were some of the like times I was the best and stuff is because I had you telling me, hey, you did this wrong, you idiot. And like, we'd sit and argue mm. about stuff. Like, you know, and it was good. Like, I, I learned a lot, and that's what I liked. And But you have to be willing to be able to have somebody tell you you're wrong. Yeah. And that can be tough. And that's something I think you need to learn slowly. Like, it's something it's something you need to learn and possibly even learn away from magic. Like, it's just, it, that's just a life skill and everything that kind of, I think, is a good thing to have. But, all right. But, all right. So, my, my last point I'd like to make is something that I think truly is actually showing promise about someone who enters a slump like this. As weird as it sounds, if you're entering into a slump and you're truly just sitting there thinking to yourself, what the hell am I doing wrong? Yep. That is actually a sign of something good. Yeah. Right. It's super, super easy for someone to just kind of like, you know, like they're in a slump and they're like, it's super easy for them to blame everything on, you know, Oh, I'm flooding, or I'm getting mana screwed, or my opponents got lucky, the sh- or yada yada. The like shuffler's rigged. <laughs> yep, like it's super, super easy for someone to blame everything on variance. Mm-hmm. But like, as as depressing and bullshit as it is, like when you're sitting there thinking, "What am I doing wrong?" Yep, that is showing a desire in you of yourself to improve mm-hmm. and get better. Yeah. Like you have that desire to get out of the slump, yeah. basically, as it were, mm-hmm. and like getting out of that shit's hard right yeah like it it, it does wear you down having somebody tell you that feeling crappy is the right way to do things does not necessarily like where you want to be but like no (laughs) there's there's so much truth to that and everything and it's like that desire to um uh, to stop and say you know what what can i do to fix this like is a big thing instead of instead of just looking at everything and being like well the stupid game doesn't know what the hell it's going to do and everything and stuff but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. But yeah, I know I like to quote a lot, but you know, what doesn't grow dies, and that counts for personal growth also. Oh yeah. Yep. If you're not growing as a person, you're just gonna kind of sit there and do nothing. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right, but I think we've drugged this one out a while here, and hopefully the, hopefully this recording saves properly because it's been a friggin' mess. <laughs> I think. I mean, after the last one, I'm pretty sure everything's still saved in one file. We we got it. We'll figure it out. But with the hiccuping, <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe. So if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail dot com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Um, check out thelocalmeta.com for all of our episodes and links to cool things like our Discord, where we have fun discussions about 
fun things, I guess. I don't know. Everything. Um, could always use more discussion about Pioneer and everything because that format is sweet as hell. Um, other, and, Show me deck lists yep. and I'll tell you if they're good or bad. That's right. Uh, or if you're looking for um, uh, some matches on Arena, come hit us up there and we'll... You know, I'm looking for games. You'd never get on Arena, so screw you. Um, I would get on Arena if someone specifically asked me to. Yeah. I don't really... I'm just lazy. Yeah, I don't really need to do that too much, but... So, <laughs> all right. Cool. John, any last thoughts? I'm good. All right, cool. Let's...